Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have kind of a philosophy, always be raising your own bar. And I see people get really kind of stuck in what they're doing. Uh, Business owners kind of get stuck in their ways. And, you know, then they don't want to come online and they don't want to do things online. And, And I think that this is people get complacent, right? And so I've never been that way. I've always been someone who I'm like, what's next? What's next? But a lot of people don't think like that. And I think they're just really, really missing opportunity for themselves. And so you should always be learning. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. Today we have Ann Carden. Ann is a growth consultant and the founder of A Carden Inc. In this episode, we discuss the concept of go big or go home. Anne has some really good thoughts around this. She also discusses the high-end strategy for pricing, really creative approach to this. And lastly, the learn, do, teach your way to success. Very interesting uh, concept in the way she discusses it and shares her knowledge. This is packed, this episode, with a bunch of entrepreneurial wisdom. I know you're going to get a lot out of this episode and enjoy it. So let's start talking with Anne now. Hey, Ann, thanks for being on the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you doing today? Tyler, I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to do this with you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So, hey, I love to start with you sharing a little bit about what you do now. Sure. So I mostly work with coaches and consultants uh, and professional service entrepreneurs who are really trying to grow a high-end business with ultra high-end clients. So they want to get those five and six-figure clients to really scale their business and work less. <laughs> <laughs> Have an amazing life, make more money. So yes, in a nutshell, that's what I do. I think that's what most of us aspire to do. So it sounds like you you offer really valuable service. Crack the code on that. <laughs> Exactly. Before I get to that, I want to talk about your background because you've got an amazing background. And I think a lot of us business owners and entrepreneurs can learn from you and your experiences. Have you built something like, is it six businesses and sold five? Do I have my numbers right? You do have that right. This is my sixth one that I'm in right now. And yes, I sold the five, five previous businesses. That is impressive. I mean, to me, like selling your business is the ultimate validation that you created value. And to do it five times, that's pretty darn cool. 
Yeah. I mean, I am very proud of that because we know the statistics on businesses that are even saleable is like 20%. It's, yeah. it's very, very low. So I am really proud of that, but it has gained, you know, I've been able to gain so much experience and knowledge through all of those years and that it's been over 30 years. So it's not like that all just happened overnight, but yes, have done that. Well, you're not allowed to say that doesn't happen overnight. If, I mean, <laughs> with with our culture now, everything seems to happen overnight. Oh, but I know. The reality is, it it takes time to build things and create value. So that's really cool. Take me through. I'd love to know because you just have so I have so many questions going through my head right now. So I gotta just keep this focused. Take us through like some. What were some of those businesses like industry wise? Were they in the same industries or all different? Yes. Yeah, so the very first business uh, actually started out of financial hardship when I made the decision to leave corporate and be a stay-at-home mom, and we were struggling financially. So I was looking for a way to make money. And this was, gosh, over 30 years ago. And the craft industry, I don't even know if you remember this, Tyler, was exploding across the United States. I mean, there were crafts. I mean, everybody was doing craft stuff. And I had a box of stuff that I, I was kind of crafty. And I had a box of stuff that I used to kind of play with when I was in corporate. And it was really good, kind of a good stress reliever. And so I thought, well, maybe I can do something with this. So I had this box of stuff worth about $15. Long story short, turned that into a global business making creative dolls. And I had my own line. They were all signed. I shipped all over the world. That was before the internet. So I had to do advertising in international magazines. My dolls were put on the cover of an international magazine. They were selected. So I had lots of moms that worked for me. They were coming in and out of my house. I basically was running a manufacturing company out of my fourth bedroom. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So I would have, yeah, I would have women come in, help me cut. I had people, everything was systematized. You know, I had people that did the stuffing. I had people that did the cutting. I was, you know, I did a lot of the finishing stuff. So long story short, I don't even know how many thousands and thousands of dolls and things I made through the years, but yeah, I would have people that would wait for the next one to come out. So that was pretty cool. Sounds like you had like a whole production system going on. I did. I did. I want to make a mental note too. We'll circle back to this. You mentioned systems. I'd love Mm -hmm. to just touch on that, but what's your next one? I love hearing this. Yeah. So then I went into the pattern space. That was a second revenue stream for me. And I started designing patterns. And so I was with a pattern company. So long story short, when I sold that business after about seven years, I actually sold out to the pattern company. So I sold all the patterns that I had, all my designs, everything, and let them just, I was over it anyway. And the industry was changing. That took me into my second business. I started out teaching fitness classes in a community hall. Long story short, that turned into a 16,000 square foot health club with an indoor track and, you know, just in it. Yeah. Just a full-blown health club. And then I had a weight loss center that I added. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about the story, how that all happened. And then I had another health club and another weight loss center. So all of those, when I went into the coaching space, I still had my last two businesses. I had sold the other three and I started business coaching. I actually worked with a business coach in those last two uh, businesses. I can talk about why that all happened, but it was such a a life changer to me and such a game changer. I thought, oh my gosh, I want to do this. I want to help other people. So that is how my coaching started and then started doing that. And it just took over like it, and it just became my passion. And I thought, I don't even want to mess with these businesses anymore. (laughs) So yeah. So at that point, you know, hired a broker and we sold that. 
and I was able to go full-blown into my coaching and consulting. And, and I've been doing this for almost 12 years now, wow. or over 12 years. Yeah. So take me back. You've sold five businesses, mm-hmm. especially that first one. Like, What's that like to sell a business? Did it cause you anxiety? Is it stressful? Were there multiple people potentially buying it? Was it... Can you kind of take us through what what it felt like to sell that first one and that process of selling it? Yeah, the first one was actually really easy because I was already connected to the pattern companies. And so it was just a matter of selling out to them. So that was not a hard transition at all. And, you know, at the time, I didn't really have the experience selling. And I was just looking for, okay, how can I leverage all this work that I've done and everything and to get out of this business and exit, but not lose all of my work and everything. So that was that was the, really the assets that I had was really my designs. So there was really not much else to sell. Got I it. mean, I could have sold my glue gun in my sewing machine, but <laughs> probably wouldn't have got a lot of money for that. So that was really the only thing I had to sell from that from that particular business. So in Got that it. situation, no, not at all. Have any of your sales been somewhat stressful or been a process to it? Oh my goodness, could I do? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. So the health club and the weight loss center that I had with the 16,000 square foot health club. Wow. Okay. That one, we did the sale ourselves. And I say my husband, my husband was always, you know, he was my support, but he didn't really ever have anything to do with the business or anything, but he was always impacted by it. Right. One way or the other. And so I made the decision that I was going to sell the business myself. And actually it was through my CPA that we got, you know, I let him know I wanted to sell that I was really considering it. And I was just, ready to move on and do something different. I, at that time, the reason I wanted to sell it is I had opened two more. Uh, we can talk about that story, but I had was running four at the same time. And so I was literally practically killing myself going back and forth. They were, they were almost an hour apart in distance. And so it was just really draining. And even though I had people, I had teams and I had people running those businesses, you still, I still had to be involved. They were still small businesses. And so I was running back and forth. I was exhausted and we made the decision to sell that. So those two, we sold ourselves. I'm not sure I would ever recommend that ever. It was a nightmare. We went through so many problems with the people that were going to buy. I can talk about it now. It's probably been, I don't know, it's been years and years ago, but even ended up in a not good situation with that. In fact, we wanted to pull out at one point when we saw kind of what was happening and, and what was going on and it was too late to pull out. So we had to go through with the deal. It was, let's just say this, Tyler, it took about four years off of my life. It aged me probably about four years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or more. (laughs) That's why, you know, that's kind of why I asked the question. A lot of times sales, it's unfortunate. We work so hard to build our businesses. And sometimes, unfortunately, for whatever reason, whether it's lack of professional help or even bad professional help, we kind of get stuck in that. It's a bad experience rather than potentially one of the most exciting experiences. Yes. Um, So interesting. Now, regarding competition. You, I know one of your stories, and I think it's a great story. You have so much wisdom to share. You kind of had an upscale fitness center from what I remember. And mm-hmm. you were charging a fair fee for, for an upscale experience. And then you had a competitor come in. Can you share that story just in terms of what you did and how you handled it and, and the problem that, that came through from them coming into your marketplace? 
Yeah, I would love to share this story because it really is a good one. But out of it, I also want to say, I just want to put this out to your listeners, out of every struggle and challenge, there's opportunity to be bigger and to grow. And a lot of people like kind of cower down. And so we took the opposite approach. So what happened is we had just expanded that club. I took over basically a 16,000 square foot warehouse. It had nothing. It was, it didn't have bathrooms. It didn't have anything. We had to literally do all the build out everything uh, for that club. And so, yes, it, it turned out to be a very high-end club and, you know, in a small town. So I had a $12,000 membership. Wow. We had high-end memberships. And so we were attracting affluent. And right after we took out the loan, we put everything up for that loan to do all the build out and everything, the recession hit, and then a low price competitor came in. And that was really when the $10 clubs were kind of popping up. And and this competitor came in a block from my business. And I'm in a small town. And so we had the number one club in town, but we didn't need another competitor. Uh, There were already other clubs too, but we didn't need another one coming in. That was literally a fraction of the fees that I was charging. And so we had to pivot again. And what I decided at that time, actually something really good came out of it. I said, okay, they basically just knocked me off, Tyler. Everything I was doing, they did even down almost down to the colors down. I mean, just everything. We had a sauna and a spa. They did that, you know, so they just, they literally just copied everything. And so we made the decision I came across a company that had weight loss, that did weight loss programs. And I thought, okay, I'm going to pivot here. We were already doing weight loss programs and nutrition. I'm a certified nutritionist and uh, we were already doing all of that, but not in a full-blown business. So I actually bought into a licensed program, which is like a franchise. And we added that whole business to our club. It ran with a separate team. It was a separate business. They were the only thing is they fed each other. The club fed the weight loss center and the weight loss center fed the club. And so we expanded, I bought into that. So I spent more money. And then uh, we also decided to expand into another area and open two more businesses. So I opened another fitness center, which was more of a training center for women. And I opened another health club. So we went big, we expanded. I'm like, I'm going to, we're going to go big here, or I'm going to go home because I couldn't just sit there and just watch them take away everything I had built up. And, and we could have lost everything. Like, you know, we, again, we were putting everything on the line to make that work. So, you know, failure was not an option. There really wasn't the plan B was let's go big. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that, that was the plan B. My here was my thinking at the time. You know, now I tell people to do that. Like, don't cower, don't, you know. Now I tell people, you know, that's your opportunity, that's your time to to really go big because other people won't, they'll pull back. And so, you know, that's that's exactly what we did. But at the time, I didn't really know that's what I was doing. I just said, well, I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket. So if I'm not going to make as much money in this club, then I'm going to add another. <laughs> so that was my thinking. Yeah. But yeah, it turned out great. What an awesome story though. And that resiliency and that desire to push forward is just awesome that you kind of frankly had the guts to do it. It would have been really easy to fold or to just kind of persevere until you got overtaken. So kudos to you for fighting it out. 
Thank you. Well, I, you know, I just have to say, I mean, I have a really strong faith. And so that has always been the foundation of all my decisions and everything I do. And it was scary. I'm not going to say that, but I just, I had real peace about it. Like I really knew that's, that was our stuff. That was what we were supposed to do. Hey, this is Tyler. Oftentimes business owners and entrepreneurs hire me because they are stuck. Their business is stuck. They've hit a wall and can't take their business to the next level. And they're frustrated. When I grew my second business, it took me a while to get the pieces to fit. But once they did, the business scaled fast. In fact, it grew to 25 million in annual revenue and ultimately sold for eight figures. So I decided to put together a roadmap for scaling a business. I wanna help stuck business owners that wanna scale but are having challenges. It's called the Scale in Five Roadmap, and you can get a copy by doing the following. Text the number 55444 and type the word SCALE and hit send. A copy of the roadmap will be sent to your inbox. It was scary. I'm not going to say that, but I just, I had real peace about it. Like I really knew that's, that was our stuff. That was what we were supposed to do. Do you have some other stories or other things you can share in terms of mistakes that could help business owners avoid those same types of mistakes, whether they be your own or things you've learned along the way? Yeah. So one of the things I talk about, and I even do this, I've done this, I can't tell you, you know, I've worked in over 50 different industries as a business coach and consultant from plumbing companies to auto repair shops. I mean, you name it, I've run the gamut and over and over again, there's been one strategy that was a game changer for me in all my businesses. And I still teach it today. And that is a lot of people focus on selling their cheapest thing all the time. Like just sell the cheap thing. That's, you know, volume, volume, volume. I actually take a completely different approach and I always have. I mentioned we had a $12,000 membership. That was absolutely unheard of. Right. Now it was a year long membership, right? But that was unheard of back in that day and in that time. And so I used, have used a high-end strategy in every single business. And even when I work with small business owners, I use the high-end strategy. How can we bundle? How can we put things together and get you more money for your services, but make it a no-brainer, make it so people are so happy to pay those big, big amounts of money for. And when you can do that, you can set yourself apart in your industry. You're not subject to the economy. You're not subject to recessions. If you think about it, People that are affluent or wealthy or even in businesses that are more successful, they are not affected in the same way by, you know, what's going on outward, right? The economy and the in recessions and things like that. And I know we hit a little bit on a recession. So I think that is just one strategy. Don't focus on your lowest thing, focus on your highest thing or make something that's high end, that's higher ticket. And then when you sell that, or if people don't want that, then you can downsell everything else. It's a lot harder to downsell people to get them to become a customer or a client than it is to move them up. It's a lot easier to downsell them. That makes a lot of sense. You know, this whole coaching thing that you do that you help coaches and consultants, you know, I see this a lot and I could even argue, argue I'm kind of the same in the same uh, demographic is a lot of times we're really good at what we do professionally. And then we get to a point in our career where we say, hey, you know, I'm kind of burnt out on doing, you know, whether it be CPA or whatever the thing is, I'm kind of burnt out on it. I want to help others 
grow in this profession and use, utilize my years and years of experience. I had a client of mine recently say that he was really good in his area of trade service and said he wanted to go into coaching and consulting. What does that look like for you? Like, where do you step in and helping people? Is this common? Are you seeing a lot of this? Um, I'd like to just kind of talk about that in terms of this latest business venture you have and how it fits for people and what you do to help them. Yes, I love this question, actually, because it is, to me, it is the next step for anyone who's created success for themselves. And it doesn't matter whether you've run a plumbing company or an auto repair shop, you have uh, you have developed what I call career collateral, <laughs> or you have developed expertise. And, and to be able to package that up and add that into being able to help others in your industry. And now because we can be global, you don't have to work with competitors, right? That's such an opportunity, such an opportunity. And it is a great new income stream for you. It's literally a new revenue stream that you can use and you can keep adding on to that. So I always, I have this philosophy, which is learn, do, teach. So when you're starting a business, you're learning, right? And you're doing, but then at some point, you can use all of that and you can start teaching other people what you have learned. And to me, it is a, it is a next step, especially for people when they're looking to exit their business. You don't want all of that knowledge and experience to just go to waste. People need that. I mean, it's just such a valuable resource for people. So I absolutely think everyone should do it. Yeah, that's great. Now, what if someone, you know, if that was... They were considering that. What are the steps to do that? I mean, how do you, where do you even start? Where would someone start? Get an expert to help you because <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to lie about that. I, I probably, Tyler, when I, you know, even though I built all those businesses, when I came into the coaching and consulting space yeah. and I got started by just telling people, oh, let me help you with your business. And, and I made some money, but I didn't really learn how to build a lucrative coaching and consulting business until I invested. And I didn't invest in just one person, which is what really brought me to my passion today because I was so tired of all the stuff being taught. And every, you know, everything that I invested in probably to be honest, over $250,000. Wow, I invested nice to really learn to get to the place that I am today. But because everybody had missing pieces or they didn't really have deep enough knowledge or experience to understand what I wanted to do and who I wanted to work with. And it was really a kind of a hard road in this industry. And the other thing too, is don't buy into an expert that only has one way of doing things. If their approach is too cookie cutter, like, oh, we're going to show you how to build on a Facebook group, run, because that doesn't mean that's the right thing for you. You know, your people may not be in a, hanging out on Facebook. And so I had to learn all those hard things. And so definitely get someone that's been there, run the gamut and has invested big and they, they really know how to help in lots of different ways, not just one way. Got it. Got it. Hey, Ann, do you have a business or life tip that you could share with us that we could apply to our business or life and hopefully make us better? Yeah, I have kind of a philosophy, always be raising your own bar. And I see people get really kind of stuck in what they're doing. Uh, business owners kind of get stuck in their ways. And, you know, then they don't want to come online and they don't want to do things online. And, and I think that this is people get complacent, right? And so I've never been that way. I've always been someone who I'm like, what's next? What's next? 
But a lot of people don't think like that. And I think they're just really, really missing opportunity for themselves. And so you should always be learning. You should always be growing. You should always be investing back into yourself. And I don't think that should ever change. We should always want to be a better version of ourselves today, both in our in our business, in our career, than we were yesterday. So I just think that's such an important thing. So raise your own bar. I love that one. That's a great, great tagline. Raise your own bar. Great one. Hey, Anne, I have two websites for a free masterclass. It's expertinu.us, expertinu.us. And then your main website, annlcardin.com. That's A-N-N-L, Cardin, C-A-R-D-N.com. I'll put these in the show notes at thinktyler.com. If people want to reach out to you or get get in contact with you, is there anywhere else you'd like them to go? Or are these two websites good spots? Oh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I've got a YouTube channel. You can find me. I'm on Instagram. So you can find me really everywhere. But if you want to book a call, you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's probably where I'm the most active. And then also you can go to my site and you can book a call. And there are some other free resources there as well. So if people want to see what it's like to get into the industry and build something very lucrative, I've got all kinds of video resources and things on there and a blog and lots of stuff out there that people can get educated. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks, Anne, so much for your time. I appreciated you coming on and, and sharing your wisdom and your, your experiences. And uh, thanks again for all your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Bye, everyone. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric acid. Electric acid.